everybody, it's Jaleesa here from the LB Success Group. Ooh, I'm tongue-tied today. And welcome back to this amazing platform and podcast that I like to call Self-Awareness, Beware, and Farewell. What does that mean? And I'm glad that you asked. Self-awareness, we are awakening, awakening ourselves like we're becoming more in tune with ourselves in tune with God in tune with what he wants for us and just agreeing with that um beware there are so many things that we need to be aware of to like protect our peace to protect our mental state to protect our joy to protect our happiness um so this podcast we talk we talk about those things And finally, farewell. We are saying goodbye to things, situations, circumstances, and people that no longer benefit us, not even benefit us, that no longer nurture the people that we are looking to become, that we're seeking God to become. Um, So if you watched our, or listened to rather, our first two podcasts, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, We are going through the process of separation and really trying to separate in a healthy way. I'm in the middle of a separation, so I think I started this podcast to kind of preach to myself. Um, And I listen to these podcasts that I record um, over and over and over again because the things that I'm saying um, are not only beneficial and helpful for you, but I need, you know, that message too right now in this season. And so it's just a reminder of where my mind should be, what I should be focusing on, um, and what I should be doing. Okay. All right. So enough about me. All right. Let's get into the meat from, from, for today, rather. So I'm reading a book called Thought War by Mary Banks. Okay. You can find this book on um, Amazon. And when I say it is challenging how we think about things, how we see things, how we um, just really changing our perspective, because a lot of times, especially when you're dealing with separations, the perspective that you have is your own. I have been hurt. I have been, this pain has been inflicted upon me and I'm a victim of that. Like I'm, I, I admit I have done that so far in this separation, like just notating in my mind, like all the ways that I felt like that I was a victim or a way that I felt like that I was hurt, a way that my unconditional love was used, abused, whatever. And the reality that I'm realizing is who cares? Like he is probably not thinking anything about me, anything, not even thinking about anything that I'm thinking about in regards to the hurt and pain. He's probably me knowing him progressing with his life. So how beneficial is it for me to sit and wallow in, you know, what was or what I thought it would be or the 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 many ways that I feel like that I've been hurt because no one cares, okay? And that's why this podcast is so important because you care, you feel those feelings, you have those thoughts. And a lot of times people just don't want to hear about it. Um, people don't care about it. And they quite frankly have things going on in their lives that they cannot... Uh, afford to give attention to what it is that you're talking about, even though it's like super important to you. Okay. So get the thought war book and, you know, uh, some of the podcasts, I'm going to go through some of the chapters that I've read and kind of what I've taken away from it, but you definitely need to grab this book. You definitely need to read this book because this book is so, is applicable in so many other areas of our lives, not only separation, but challenging, like I said, the way that we think, how we see things like If we see things differently, we can respond differently, okay? 
All right, so the chapter that I just finished reading is called Obsession, okay? Um, and the book defines obsession as a poison that leads you into an emotionally persistent pursuit of an idea or feeling, okay? I had to underline and highlight that because when you separate, it's so tough trying to adjust to a new life. Like when you've been with someone for an extended amount of time, you're, you're, you're accustomed to certain things. For me, I was accustomed to his smell, his touch, his presence. Like I knew when he was hungry. I knew when he was angry. Like I, you know, it was just certain things that I knew about him. And even though the relationship wasn't perfect, you know, I enjoyed his company. And so when we first separated, I was looking for that fulfillment. Like I was looking for like him to tell me that he loved me and that he still cared and that he missed me and that, you know, eventually we'll get back together. Like th- things that would satisfy my ears and satisfy my heart. And when I read this, I was like, oh my God, I am pushing my emotions or I am in an emotional pursuit of an idea or feeling that, or a feeling of him wanting me and wanting the relationship. Okay. Um, and so the book goes on to talk about how, that obsession, that definition of obsession leaves you or leaves your thought process um, in a place where it will not accept any communication that seeks to change how it is that you feel. And that is so true. Like before you separated from someone, there probably were signs. There were probably like red flags. There were probably like all kinds of things that you saw that you probably overlooked. And so you, that you know, you deny that communication to you to say, Hey, you know, you probably need to take a break from the relationship. And so now you're blinded to the truth and you are denying every piece of communication from everyone, whether it's God, your pastors, your, um, you know, close, genuine friends. I'm not talking about those fair weather people, but those genuine friends that see certain things, um, you deny that communication. And so you basically by denying that communication are accepting, um, the fact that you are a, a willing slave into an idea that probably will never come into fruition. The truth is y'all like if, when you separate from someone, there's no telling whether or not the relationship is going to come back. And for me, that is such a scary thing because I don't want to start over with someone. Um, and when I love, I love hard. So even in, in the separation for me, it's like, there's love there, but I'm not trying to give that love to anyone else. I would just rather love on myself and love on my child and love on God. Um, until the season open up for me to love someone else, but I'm not pursuing anything. And I'm, you know, I'm not out here looking for Jack and Joe to fulfill to fulfill his place like I'm not looking for that because that that is not genuine on my part um so I'm in a place of loving on myself and I'm not denying the communication that the separation has happened but it is a process to accept the new place where you have found yourself in life. And to be honest with you all, like there's a level of fear in that. Um, You know, what do you do? Like, you know, yes, you get up and you move on with your life. You get up, you go to work, you know, you do the, the same mundane things, but in your heart, your heart is sorrowful. Like your heart is like confused. Like your heart just doesn't understand. And this is a time where I'm learning, where God comes in to, show you that he never left okay so 
beware of the communication that you have received prior to the separation to show you that the separation was inevitable and that it was needed. Like the separation between me and this, me and this wonderful man of God, um, was necessary and it it is needed and is it uncomfortable yes it is uncomfortable like oh my god it is so uncomfortable but you know we were living in sin we weren't married we were having premarital sex like we were defying god in all ways shape forms and sizes and do can we expect god to continue to honor or bless something that is not incongruent with what it is that he expects from us and the answer is no and that's, that is a part of the communication that was being communicated to me that I just didn't accept because I love this person. We were going to get married anyway. And, and that that's me, you know, but going through this process is showing me that you have to do things God's way because God's not going to bless no mess. And then you go off and you get married when things are not all the way straight. And then now you're struggling in your marriage when God was like, you know, you could have had a peaceful marriage if you would just have been obedient. Okay. So Obsession is a poison that leads you into an emotionally persistent pursuit of an idea or feeling um, and that this idea or feeling basically will have you denying any communication that seeks to change the mindset that you have towards trying to pursue that feeling, okay? So... The book points out that obsession is a mindset that results in compulsive preoccupation, total delusion, and lying emotions, okay? Let me say that again. Obsession is a mindset that results in compulsive preoccupation, total delusion, and lying emotions. So what I took from that was anything that does not further what it is that you want is shut down, okay? There's one particular person that, you know, was saying that, you know, they're not saying that God is not saying that we don't need to be together, but the way that the relationship is going is toxic. And we had become adjusted to a toxic situation. And that was a level of truth that I didn't want to necessarily admit to um, because I don't like being vulnerable with people. I think this podcast is probably the most vulnerable that I've been with people if you're not close to me. Um, But it, it was producing a level of vulnerability in me that I did not want and I did not agree with. Um, or felt like it was necessary. And so those lying emotions saying, you know, everything is going to be all right. It's going to work out. Um, it's not as bad. It's not toxic, you know, whatever, like those, those lying emotions furthered me to not be able to hear like anything that was being said to me. Like my spirit was not receiving it because I was blocking it it, it out. Like the best example I can give is like, let's say you're standing in front of a brick wall and you know, you have an egg. You're throwing the egg at the brick wall. The egg is never going to get through the brick wall because the brick wall is built in a way where it's basically, you can't penetrate it unless you have something big like a bulldozer or something like that. That's how it was for me. The egg represents the things that were being said you know, even about myself that I just refuse to believe and refuse to identify with. Um, you know, the egg kept hitting against the, um, hitting against the, the brick wall until, you know, eventually as I'm looking at the brick wall, the brick wall is no longer a brick wall, but it has been like egged all over. Um, and I had to start cleaning up that mess and the separation really started to help me to put things into perspective. Um, so I really love this chapter because it really makes you identify that you do have an obsession. People don't like the word obsession. They like the feeling of obsession. They like the idea of 
obsession, but they don't like for obsession to be tied to them. So if you tell somebody you're obsessed with that person, no, I'm not obsessed with that person, girl, whatever, you know, you're denying it. But in actuality, your behavior, um, is showing that you have an obsession. Like right now I was obsessed with trying to make him hurt. So everything that I did, you know, I wanted him to feel some type of way until I got to the point in realizing after reading this chapter, like, girl, you are obsessed with trying to get an emotional response out of a man who's not going to give you an emotional response. Okay. That is the hard truth that you have to deal with. So for me, I've had to set up certain things in my life and my parameter to where I'm not looking for that feeling i'm not looking for that emotional rush so what do i do i'm not gonna lie you guys right now i still break down there are times that i still break down i have like tons of pictures in my phone and um you know i remember the other day you know i took a picture for my job and i was sending it to my work phone so i can email it to myself or whatever and um i came across pictures of when we went to the bahamas and I just started to cry like I wept like the feeling of sorrow that I felt you know because I I really loved this person and I wanted to pursue God with this person I wanted to have a family with this person um you know looking at those pictures took me back to a place of what it used to be and that's a dangerous place to be because your mind can stay there which will make you again reject the reality of where you are which is you're not in that same place with that person anymore Okay, so I I hope I hope this is helping, helping us because we need it. We need it because there there are so many women who are like me that love hard. And um, I mean, I'm 28 years old and I haven't been in a whole lot of relationships. And so when I met this person, I committed my heart and my mind to loving this person um, and not asking for them to be somebody that they that they aren't. And so for the first time in my life, I truly love someone for who they were. Money was never a factor. Um, You know, status clout. I I just love being in his company. Like he made me happy watching movies, like playing games. You know, like he's made me, uh, it, it was happier being with him. I was happy being with him. And so now that I'm in this place, I'm realizing, okay, we're not on the same page anymore. Um, I don't have the same accessibility or I'm not entitled to the certain things that I was entitled to before. That's a major adjustment. But can I tell you, like, even though it's a major adjustment, like God is still in control. And we talked about this in the first podcast. So if you haven't listened to it, please go back and listen to it. You have absolutely no control over what is going on right now. Your actions may have contributed to the demise of the relationship, but guess what? God is still in control of that. Like if God wanted the relationship to end any other way, guess what? He would have made it end any other way. Okay. He would have made it end any other way, but guess what? It didn't. For me, it took for a miscarriage. You know, it took for being homeless it took a lot for me to like get to this place where I turned back to God and a lot of people would be mad at God a lot of people would be mad at him and for a while you know I was upset with him but when you understand that like God has a plan and a purpose for your life and you may not understand everything you may not understand the why behind the thing but God is in control and that right now gives me peace that I can trust God. 
I can trust God. Like I can trust God to take care of me. I can trust God to bring me out of the circumstances and the situations that I'm in right now. Like I trust God to get me through the process. And you know what that means? Not knowing. It means you don't know everything when you feel like you need to know it. You don't know the ins and the outs like maybe you should. Like you don't know, you know, if you're going to get back together. Like you don't know. And your mind will take you to a place where you are assuming like you're going to get back together. You're assuming that they're going to move on. Your mind is all over the place. But bring yourself back to know that God is in control. Okay? Okay. So. Another good part in the book that I want to highlight, um, it says the obsession shuts down the ability to reason even while hearing the truth. It will deny any communication that defies its own conclusions. I'm going to read that again. The obsession shuts down the ability to reason. Even while hearing the truth, it will deny any communication that defies its own conclusions. So you have to identify that you have an obsession. Because if you don't identify that you have an obsession, you're not going to be able to see that you're shutting down your ability to reason and to understand why things are the way they are. Even while you're hearing this truth or a truth from someone, you're not going to be able to process that or accept that or identify that as truth because you don't see it. You don't see it. So let's go back to the definition. Obsession is a poison that leads you into an emotionally persistent pursuit of an idea or feeling. Ask yourself, are you emotionally in pursuit of an idea or feeling from a person who you used to be in a relationship with? Are you trying to get them to call you back? Are you trying to get them to text you? Are you trying to get them to communicate with you? Are you trying to do little stuff where you know that they'll call? Like, I'm, I'm, I was guilty of that, y'all. Like, I was guilty of that. So I'm not, I'm not pointing the finger at anybody, but I'm saying I understand because I was there. I was there. Um, so ask yourself that question. And then what, what is the answer? If the answer is yes, you've identified that you have an obsession. Now I want you to go back and think about the conversations that people have tried to introduce to you that you shut down. Okay. Once you identify those conversations, now we're, we are where we are. You can see where you shut down the ability to reason while hearing the truth. You have to be able to reason. Okay. The uh, having that obsession is, is a destructive nature. Like you're trying to control the other person. And the truth of the matter is you are unable to truly control someone. As I said before, God is in control and I preach it to myself right now. So sis, if he don't call you back, you can't make him call you back. If he don't love you, you cannot make him love you. If he don't miss you, you cannot make him miss you. If he don't want to be around you, you cannot make him be around you. If he wants to be with somebody else, you have to let him go. And that brings tears to my eyes. You know, that, that that is a reality that I may have to accept. But my prayer for me and for you is that God gives us the, and he's already equipped us, that he gives us the energy, the capacity, the, the fervency, the motivation, the desire to let it go and to still love. Like y'all, that, that is my prayer of God. Let me do everything with a genuine heart. And no matter the outcome and no matter how much it hurts, 
let me be able to love this person still and to be of a support. So, healing takes time. And as you can see, you know, I'm still in some aspects, you know, broken. I still have my moments. And, you know, to be honest, doing this podcast is a little hard because it makes me live my truth of what it is that I have to face. But there's somebody out there that needs to hear this because you you may be in a different place. You may be contemplating depression. You may be contemplating suicide. You may be contemplating, you know, hurting that person. Um, And I'm here to let you know that it's okay. You don't have to do any of those things. Like God has you in the palm of his hand and that you are cared for, that you are loved, that you are cherished, that you are worthy of love, even if it's not from that person. Okay. Um, And if you have to repeat this podcast and cry with me um, to get over that moment, do that because I sit in my car at least once a day and I cried out. And then when I'm done, I put on my mascara and I get back to work because I can't be idle. Okay. But I know that God is in the midst. The Bible says that he will never leave us, that he will never forsake us. But it's your perspective. How, how do you see God? Do you trust God that God is going to love you through it? That God is going to carry you through it. God is going to carry us. He's not a God that is going to leave us by the wayside. He's not a God that is like these humans who they, they emotions are fickle. They up and they down. They want you. They don't want you. They like you. Then they don't like, like God is not like that. God is always consistent. God was with you. Even when you were in the toxic situation with the person, God kept you even when you were in the relationship with the person and you weren't paying attention to God. You wasn't giving God what it is that he deserves. God was still with you. So God is going to be with you now just as he was then. Okay. So let's identify the fact that we have an obsession. Can we do that? Sis, we have an obsession. I have an obsession. Say I. Sis, I have an obsession. And my obsession is with is wanting this person to love me as much as I love them. Wanting this person to show that love and to care for that love. And wanting that person to be committed to me. That is my obsession. That is the feeling that I w- wanted to have fulfilled from this person. And now let's deal with reality. We're no longer in a relationship. That love may never flow like that ever again. But that's not the first human being that God made. And it won't be the last human being that God made. And you may get back together. But even if you don't. Even if I don't. God is going to be with me. And he's going to be with you too. Don't let the poison of obsession ruin your relationship with God. Ignore his voice. Ignore his calling. Don't don't let obsession get you in a place where you no longer know who you are. And so even though after I finish this podcast, I'm going to spend like a few minutes crying to get it all out. I still trust God. The Bible says be anxious for nothing. But through prayer and supplication, make your requests made known unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. Will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I hope I left you with the word today, sis. I hope I left you with the word today. I hope that after you listen to this podcast, you'll feel better about yourself. That you'll love on yourself a little bit more. That you'll love on God a little bit more. 
He loves us. Like, God loves me. God loves me. And God loves you. Even in our pain. Even in our hurt. God is doing something. So don't get in his way. Okay? All right, sis. So I have to go because I got to get back on these people clock. Okay, until I can be a full-time entrepreneur and talk to y'all in the masses with thousands of people in the auditorium and we just getting healed and being free and being whole and being made complete um, and all of that. So make sure you go to Amazon and you get the Thought War book by Dr. Mary Banks. Follow her ministry because it is really life-changing. But definitely get this book and dive into the book, okay? I, I mean, it is... It is amazing what this book does to change your perspective and your outlook on life, all right? So I hope to catch you all next time. Do me a favor. Let somebody know about this podcast. Um, Be a blessing to them. Um, You know, I'm doing a social media fast right now. Um, So let somebody know about the podcast. Share it with them. them. Let them hear this word and let them be encouraged. Let their heart and their spirit be encouraged to be a better version of themselves. But greater than that, to have a better relationship with God. Okay? So I hope you have a great Tuesday. And I look forward to seeing you all, talking to you all rather, next time.